Hi everyone, welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo, I am the film critic for the website Quipster.net. Thank you so much for listening, I hope that you enjoy this review. If you do, I do encourage you to check out my website. You can find over 3,900 of my written reviews there at Quipster.net. That's Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. If you want to hear more of my podcasts, you, not only can you hear them right here at the Quipster Film Review Podcast, but I'm also doing some of them exclusively for the In Session Film Podcast. You can find more information at InSessionFilm.com. Today I'm going to be looking at a film by Warren Beatty, basically. It's called Rules Don't Apply. It's a comedy primarily, although there are dramatic elements. Warren Beatty is one of the stars, along with Lily Collins, Alden Ehrenreich, who's going to be playing Han Solo in one of the earlier adventures of Han Solo for the big screen. Matthew Broderick, Annette Bening, Martin Sheen, Oliver Platt, Candace Bergen, Alec Baldwin, and Paul Schneider are also in this film, as well as a slew of other cameo appearances. It's a PG-13 rated film because of sexual material, including brief strong language, thematic elements, and drug references. I personally would have rated it R for reasons I may get into here in just a moment. It's a two-hour and six-minute movie. I heard that originally this was a two-and-a-half-hour movie and it got chopped down, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Warren Beatty, it's his first motion picture work in about 15 years. It should be remembered, for those of you who are historians of film, that Warren Beatty has been a highly nominated performer in the industry for many years, including some for Best Actor, some for Best Writer, and he even won an Oscar for Best Director, and a couple of other nominations for Best Director as well. So very highly regarded in Hollywood, and certainly... Something like Rules Don't Apply coming out should be of higher note than what it ends up being. It's out in limited release right now in theaters. And he's a bit rusty here, I will admit. This is a very earnest, but it's a very inconsistent attempt at a comedy. It does have, like I said, those dramatic undertones. And unfortunately, it feels like a tale of two halves. The first half of Rules Don't Apply is very frothy, very jaunty in its way. It is bolstered by... A very jovial spirit. It has very winsome characters that we come to enjoy following, even if what we're seeing is not exactly substantial. But then there's the second half, and that's where Beatty takes all of those characters that he built up, and he unfortunately makes them very unlikable with what happens. It makes their exploits pretty tedious to follow from there on out, and their attempts to eventually find peace and happiness amongst each other feels very hollow and unconvincing. Now, what Warren Beatty, who's been mulling over making this project for pretty much decades, since the early 70s, what he presents here is mostly a fictional story. The film starts with the words, never check an interesting fact. That's something that was attributed to Howard Hughes. It's a quote that opens the movie. Ironically, that may not be an actual Howard Hughes quote, but the film really does involve real-life figure, the billionaire Howard Hughes, Though most of the action does involve two young associates of Hughes that's set mostly in the late 1950s. We follow the attempts by a young, virginal, devout Baptist pageant winner named Marla Mabry, who's played by Lily Collins. She travels with her mother, played by Annette Bening, to Los Angeles in order to become an actress for that aviation mogul, Howard Hughes. Hughes owns a movie studio and regularly grooms young women like her to become stars in his employ. Now, Marla gets on the payroll. She's soon driven around by a new chauffeur in Howard Hughes' fleet named Frank Forbes, played by Alden Ehrenreich. Forbes is a young man studying economics, and he wants to also climb the ranks by making a pretty good impression with the reclusive Hughes who he sees as kind of a mentor on how to be successful in business and in real estate. Things get pretty complicated when the already engaged 
to be married, Frank begins to develop some feelings for Marla, which is something that's not only bad for him, morally speaking, but also not allowed by Howard Hughes' employees to do, even if he were single. Now, coupled with Howard Hughes' declining mental stability, all of the parties end up finding themselves in pretty unenviable positions if they wish to proceed to success in life and in career and in love. Rules Don't Apply has this very odd comic sensibility. It's very wryly presented by Warren Beatty. He generally tends to be that way in the way he delivers his somewhat daffy humor actually in real life. So if you're a fan of Warren Beatty and his very wry and dry delivery, maybe you'll find some more mileage here than I ended up finding. It's a bit sloppy, I felt, in its regard to tone. I do think that it's generally watchable, at least for that first half, like I mentioned, so long as there's no weight applied to the proceedings to make us have to take things very seriously. And fortunately, though, staving off the drama is completely not in the cards because there's a point where major developments happen for these characters that ends up pushing that tone away from that whimsical delivery into one where it fails to connect in its humor anymore. From that point. Now, there are whole scenes that are dedicated to Howard Hughes' demands for such things as gallons upon gallons of banana nut ice cream, only to end up changing his mind on a whim sometime later. And meanwhile, there's this cavalcade of actors who are either a friend of Warren Beatty's or those who actually really want to be. They end up filling roles that require very little perceptible talent that I wonder why many of these actors bothered to even be in the film. Now, to say there are better films that one could be watching out in the theaters at the time that Rules Don't Apply is out in a limited release, I think is a given, especially since we're in the middle of Oscar season here, which is something I really doubt that Beatty's film will be seriously vying for once it's all said and done, despite his reputation. However, I would go so far as to say it's not even in the running for best film regarding Howard Hughes. It's easily surpassed for both entertainment value as well as artistry by the likes of Martin Scorsese's The Aviator and Jonathan Demme's Melvin and Howard. Now, this film's Howard Hughes is largely off-kilter, but I do feel that the way that Warren Beatty plays him, he's very largely benign in his obliviousness. He lurks around in dimly lit rooms. He eats TV dinners and generally is just a bit paranoid about losing control of his business due to perhaps an unsound mind as well as what his bevy of starlets might be doing at any given time. But the main problem with Rules Don't Apply is that it jettisons the one story that actually has some chemistry, the one with Marla and Frank and their blossoming relationship under the watchful eye of Howard Hughes. So for those wondering, those characters are completely fictional, so you're not really getting a good historical account of this in any form or fashion to make you interested in Hollywood history at all. So that actually gets ditched at some point toward the midsection of this film, and then what follows afterward is one in which Hughes becomes more of the lead role in the second half, and that's where the story fragments into a handful of threads, each one pretty much less interesting than the last. So I would go so far as to say that every scene that follows the introduction of the lovely title theme song, Rules Don't Apply, is an especially bad one. It's almost as if Beatty stumbled with the narrative and then had no way to stop himself from letting the turbulence overtake him, and he ends up plummeting like Howard Hughes spruce goose his massive wingspan airplane that really could not fly more than a few hundred feet off the ground it's almost as if he was the pilot and he could not elevate it beyond its capacity for flight 
Now, one side note I will mention, as I alluded to earlier, the PG-13 rating is pretty generous, I feel, from the MPAA because it does use an F-bomb in a sexual way, which I've always been told was the way that you were not supposed to use an F-bomb in a PG-13 rated film. And there are not one but two scenes of actual sexuality that includes evidence of a premature consummation in this film that is actually shown, as well as a simulated sexual congress so I really question why this would be PG-13 when there are so many R-rated films like Gleason, which I just reviewed in my previous episode, that would be deemed unworthy of somebody under 17 going to see without their guardian or something. But I don't think that many children under 17 years old would venture to see rules don't apply in theaters at all anyway. So I guess they don't have to worry that much about it. But I just thought that it should be mentioned here for those people who plan on taking their children to this, I would not consider a lot of this very appropriate. And you may find it an uncomfortable sit for those scenes. Regardless of that, there was that light first half. I do like that. I like some of the performances here. It has a nice look in terms of period pieces. Some of the CG work is pretty shoddy, though. So all in all, it's a mediocre affair. And mediocre on my scale means I'm going to give it two and a half stars out of four. Two and a half stars means that all of the tools, all of the talent were here to make a good film. There's a lot of talent here. Warren Beatty himself has really proven himself as a filmmaker, and yet this really is probably one of the worst films that he wrote and directed. I was not a fan of Bulworth Theater, to be honest with you, which was his previous film that he directed. So despite admiring him as a force in Hollywood, I really don't think that this one is the one that's going to get him back to the forefront of filmmakers working today. Two and a half stars for Rules Don't Apply. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this review. If you did, I do encourage you to click the subscribe button, and you'll continue to get all of my podcasts downloaded into your podcast player. Also, make sure that you subscribe to In Session Film, because I'm also appearing on there on their extra film portion. And if you go look right now, at least at the time of this recording, we just did reviews of Loving as well as Nocturnal Animals. So if you want to hear my take, you will find that exclusively in podcast form at the In Session Film Podcast. So do a search for that today or go to InSessionFilm.com. Thanks, everyone. Until next time, please enjoy your time anytime you get to go to the movies.